Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 200 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, this is a little bit weird for me. We are doing this in person uh, right <laughs> off the top. We are staring at each other. We are, what, like a, a socially distanced six feet from each other? Just about. I have a weird smile on my face. <laughs> you do. We uh, we had some audio trouble, so I realized that uh, my AT2020 needs some phantom power, so we've just been playing with XLR cables for the last, like, 10 minutes trying to arrange things. And we discovered now that if you plug in a microphone that needs phantom power, you'll just hear slight clicking. clicking. Yeah, yeah, clicking. Well, I mean, clicking is a whole thing. So before I forget, before I want to talk about anything else, Angela, I want to issue the double density challenge for us. Okay, what's that? Uh, uh, it is a contest by which uh, we have to avoid talking about any of the topics that we've covered the last 200 episodes. So right now we could talk about anything else you want, but whatever we've talked about in the last 200 episodes. I don't even know what we talked about in the last 200 episodes. Can can we even do that? I've got one for you. Okay, what? I So I, I had to travel out to you because Montreal is a metropolitan island, and I took the highway and I drove down here. But in the meantime, I did some shopping. I had to return some stuff to, to a, a chain store. And I realized that people- You bought here, chains? I did, yeah. A large like winter tire chains, you know, uh, chains as a weapon. Like I'm entering my post-apocalyptic era. All right. No, so I'm like going around all of these parking lots, and people here are very lazy. Because they'll circle to find the closest parking spot in the same time that I can park a few um, spaces further away and then just get out of the car. And I realized this when I went to check out a grocery store to go check for something. I got out of the car and I saw this woman as I was parking circle. And as I got, I looked back just to make sure that I locked the door to make sure that the car was okay. And the woman was still circling because she was trying to find a, a closer spot. And like, okay, granted, it's a grocery store, but at the same time, there's like a, I've, I've noticed this like three or four times today. I'm not a lazy parker. I really don't care where I park. I actually go further away so that no one's near me. Same, same. <laughs> I don't mind walking a little bit just for parking. That's good for the heart, right? It, so. I mean, especially if it's a day like today, which is uh, unseasonably warm. Hey, I will take it. It is 20 degrees Celsius here uh, right now. Yeah, and, it, uh, we're in the basement. It is 22 degrees Celsius. Uh, what's that in Fahrenheit? Like 69, 70? <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you opened the door to that. I, I know. I, I yeah. did not mean it in that way. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, which led me to on the way here, I saw that there are certain stretches of highway named after famous politicians in Quebec. If you had to pick like an Angelo Fiorentino commemorative space, <laughs> like where in the world would you be like, that is my kilometer, that is my mile that I want? I don't know. That's like a weird question to ask. I think I'd want to stick to like my home province somewhere. Right. Uh, maybe like uh, one of the roads that is not dilapidated here. Oh, so that's the other thing too, is it took forever to get here. I left three hours early because uh, I checked on the internet to see like the provincial updates on closed roads and like all these things. And all of them are closed, Brian. A huge amount of bridges to where you live were just closed. So that's the thing with Montreal is that you need to take a bridge or a tunnel to get onto the island there. There are only four? This way, yes. Right, yeah. Towards the south shore, yeah. there and are four bridges. There's, there's, some, there's two. There's two to get off. West. Oh, no, there's four bridges and one tunnel. Yes. Right now, the tunnel is in such poor shape that yeah. they had to close one side, and then the other one is handling traffic towards Montreal and coming to what yeah. we call the south shore yeah. here. Uh, it is not good. No, it is. It is awful. And so on the way here for that tunnel, I actually saw the wait time. They have like a sign yes. now with the wait time, and it was 29 minutes. Oh, that's really long. Yeah. So <laughs> that is really long. So, and, and so I had left and ironically enough, usually it's in the city. You, I have always encountered problems, but as soon as I got off the island towards you, this was 
a huge issue. Now, what, though, when you get to my neighborhood, would you say my neighborhood is the cookie cutter ideal of, of, of a it's, suburb? Right? It's unbelievable. It's, like they could have shot ET here, like yeah. very easily. And on Halloween, which was just last week as we record this, it looks like ET, where there's the streets full of kids. Yeah. You could film a movie here. Although this year there were a little fewer children than usual. Really? Like yeah. okay, so like how was last year then in that case? Last year was pretty crummy though because it was cold and rainy. Right. The the first few years we got here. It was unbelievable how filled the streets were. And, and even this year was it, more so than most places, I'd right. say. It's just, I guess, either kids are growing up and there's like the new influx of younger children arriving, right? Like, so like one, a generational shift is kind of happening. Yeah. So there's like a, a void. Because I mean, the kids that were five and six when I moved here 15 years ago are now in their 20s and probably have their own kids. Correct. Well, okay. Well, that's that's a little judgmental, but yeah. that is fine. <laughs> uh, but it was really funny because like you, you kind of live in an enclave where you kind of drive into one... Uh, one street that kind of opens up into your sort of like development. Yes, we're associated with the train station here, right? It was supposed to be where people would move here and then just walk to the train station and take the train station downtown, which is what I did uh, up until two years ago for yeah. some reason. And it's really, really funny too in driving in like the the mountain that is here, right? Kind of casts a shadow if you kind of look. So it's kind of eerie driving into like this huge space with the sun kind of like behind it a bit. I found it kind of like ominous a little bit. Yeah, and we have the the shadow of the mountain here. And yeah, all that. exactly. It's, it's 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 picturesque. Let's say. Yeah, like, I mean, a little a little creepy when you, yeah. I was driving in. I was like, this is a little weird. There's a little hazy, right? Because it's very it's a little muggy out there. Like surprising. So did you sign long. the document when you got? I here? did not. No, uh, your your the wife end, just ushered NDA. me in. <laughs> she said, "Go in." Uh, so very quickly, I guess. Like, listen, let us let us agree to conclude this double density challenge, and I challenge everyone to do this. The second thing I'd like to do, actually, is uh, a while back. You'd mentioned that you net nannied your home. So I'm going to test this out. I'm going to type the URL of an adult website, phub.com, and I'm going to see what happens. Oh, no, it will go to, like, wait, I turned that off because oh, I Oh, you turned it off. Unfor- oh. And it was blocking a lot of stuff. Like, my wife wanted to check lottery results. For, like, we had, she had gotten a scratch ticket right. for Christmas, right? Yeah. We were not allowed to go to that website because <laughs> it is considered. So, it, so, on, so the, the accounts my children are on, right. uh, adult sites don't work. Okay. But all the general accounts, like right. I had to turn it off because we couldn't, like got, we, we I, couldn't even go to the alcohol commission website. I was so excited to do some gotcha journalism with you, and I, However, you were, you were shutting me down here. No, well, no problem. I can actually take your uh, <laughs> iPad and put it on the children's account. You're gonna account. quarantine me. You're yeah, gonna tech quarantine I, I, me. I, I, it so begins early. I can do that if you want me to try, <laughs> and and then later on you can test it because it does take like a minute or right, two. Right. Because I was kind of curious to see um what uh what kind of messaging I would get here. Let me see iPad to the stars is the name of your exactly. iPad. Which I've, is I've named everything like, to me. Icy Boy Central 2002 is my phone. So now you are being put on the kids account. All right. So let me do this. I'm going to do phub.com, which is not pizza, by the way, for anyone listening. I, I mean, it, like I said, it might take a few seconds for it oh, to. Okay. So load it now. I'm going to switch away to the tab and I'll come back to it in a minute. Yeah. Too. Go so back. We'll, yeah. Because it will. We'll do that, yeah. Yeah. So we'll load. It, that does take a bit of time for. Uh, and I will say, Eero is secure for the, I think I pay it $17 a year. You pay, you pay like, so this is a SaaS. It's not a one-time McAfee antivirus kind of thing. No, no, it is. It's part of uh, Eero Plus. Like you right. pay, like, and then you could pay more for other things, which I don't need. Like so. more restrictions. Yeah, no, no, not more restrictions. It's like, Actually, do you live in a very conservative country? We have a tier for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't live in a very conservative country. No, I just so. meant like, you know, globally, <laughs> if Eero is looking to make like different buckets of money. Yeah, then. and I, I like Eero. I mean, it's not the best Wi-Fi router, but in terms of ease of use and issues and stuff it's pretty good uh, would i buy euro again i i think i would for now i'm fine with the ones i bought two years ago so i don't need i mean like router. two years is still like under like yeah routers uh, sh- they say routers last a good five or six years my 
Apple router, which I wish they still made routers, lasted like 11 years. It was so, so I was watching good. a thrifting video actually last night um, while I was doing some research and putting some links into our show notes, and I found, fell upon a thrifting video. No, you're good. I, he, so just to let you know, Angelo's facing me and not his regular computer screen, so he seems nervous about his levels. It is really odd not being able to see my computer screen that I'm so, so used to So if ever we at. get invited to go record anywhere else, like how will you feel? It'll be fine because it's not my setup, right? right. Like here, we're in my domain. Yeah. Uh, we're in my setup where I like to Your make layer. sure. Yeah, I make yeah. sure to have it. Because it'll reflect poorly on me if when this episode comes out, we get complaints about how terrible the audio was. Well, I have the idea of just if everything else, you know, if the XLR cable to my to my mic wasn't working, we would just share a microphone like you would at a conference or something if you're, you're if you're asked to speak. Just pass it back yeah, and forth. Yeah, back and forth, yeah. I mean, that way that we would have no crosstalk. Stilted, very stilted and like very official sounding, but not the double uh, density style. Anyways, if you want to invite us onto your show, double underscore density on Twitter, uh, though I'm not quite sure how long Twitter's going to last. I wanted to talk about this later, but let's talk about it earlier. Like, yeah, we're here. We're kind of in the, you know, uh, I'd say like six months from now, the 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 birdside platform will be a hellscape. I think it'll be quite different already. Uh, Elon Musk uh, is doing weird stuff. He's saying weird things. He's negotiating with Stephen King about prices. Yeah, it's just it's just insane. So, are you willing to pay eight bucks a month for Twitter? Well, I no, I don't really care. About you don't care that. about getting the check mark. I never have. officially never verified will. Angelo. No, no, Not why? No. no one cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, like, listen, we're recording on a Saturday. It is quite weird already. Like yesterday, he Elon Musk, uh, sorry, uh, Team Twitter, quote unquote, because that's where the communications were coming from. Um, cut off like half their workforce, right? So half those people were out the door. And uh, yeah, there were some tweets about it. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a sec. But the remaining people, actually, I was reading um, some anonymous uh, Twitter employees were being quoted in a bunch of, of stories explaining how they were using, they were pinging people on Slack to see who's still responding to figure out who's left over. So they don't have any idea who was let go and who's left. No, not yet. I mean, it's it's a day out, so I'd imagine they now have an idea of like who's who's there and who's not. But like a certain, um, like the ethics and like you know the 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 ethics team has been like decimated essentially, right? Yeah, I think hmm, things are going to turn for the worse over there. He wants this whole uh, libertarian spin on uh, Twitter, which I guess in some regards, some freedom of speech and all that stuff is fine. But so let me, when okay, it comes, he, like, he, I feel like he does not understand the term like freedom of speech, no. what it means. So also the problem is that, uh, you know, uh, you can believe this, but like uh, the adage of like, around and find out. Yeah. That's what's happening in real time. So for example, yesterday, a bunch of advertisers had announced that they're um, pulling their advertising dollars from the platform, um, partially due to the recession, but also partially because like, this is a very volatile time for the platform. You're not quite sure if you want to be giving people money. And so he's angered at quote unquote activists for triggering this, but literally uh, a bunch of people have jumped into his mentions who working marketing for these these firms who've explained like you literally tweeted out a fake story like four days ago and yeah. never retracted it and just deleted the tweet without anything like how are we supposed to trust this platform and i think i saw a tweet about this where somebody replied to him saying well isn't that capitalism you're making the 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 market decide how twitter survives or not and now this is the market speaking out against yeah. the new ownership Real, rules for thee, not for me, right? And so, uh, kind of uh, related to that, last night, a bunch of people with check marks uh, changed their their uh, display name to Elon Musk, and were tweeting stuff like, "I piss my pants all the time," you know, like <laughs> I'm unable to like, you know, uh, maintain healthy relationships, and those those were blocked like very quickly. Like people were like banned. 
Well, I thought it was freedom of speech. I thought it was freedom of speech too, but uh, apparently that's not the case. Freedom of some speech. Yeah, exactly. So between now Saturday and when this comes out on Wednesday, there could be a whole host of other issues coming up that we can't even anticipate right now. I feel like the whole freedom of speech thing only comes from people that want to put far right talking points out there. Yeah, of course. They want to put up misinformation and like there's a lack of responsibility, right? Freedom of speech, like you said, goes both ways, right? So if you do disinformation, then like people can choose to ignore you and ignore your platform, you know, and I don't want to get into this. Like this is a whole other thing, but like Tesla's basically has cars too, right? So um, uh, banks have loaned him like what, like 13 billion or the $44 billion he needs in order to, to get this going. What model exists for it to be profitable within six, 12, 18, 24 months. I have no idea what that looks like. Charging people eight bucks a month is not going to bring in enough money. to no. make that fall up. And I always find it funny when the quote unquote richest people in the world have way more debt than me. It's incredible too. Like, and that's, that's the things that like they're paper millionaires, paper billionaires. But when you look at their, their PLs, like if you look at their bottom lines, a lot of the time it's, it's, um, borrowed assets or, or, you know, like you're saying, like accrued debt from ventures that they can write off. Yeah. I mean, that's all, that's how Donald Trump is, uh, <laughs> has had his business. I can't, I'm looking forward to his return to Twitter. I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Like yeah. I think within the week he'll be back. It'll be another horror show. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Well, speaking of Trump, so I, I trolled too hard. I apologize. Angelo, you were, um, uh, privy to this yesterday. So on Friday I created a thread where, you know, I claimed that I was t- fired from Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And so, but the, the tweet thread had just sort of like devolved to, more and more absurd things because I was also listing things off that I had done during my time on Twitter and it ended up with like me being like last week I had to explain to Tesla devs that you couldn't make a vroom vroom sound come out every time you tweeted right yeah. and so like it kind of got weirder and stupider as it continued and um, I questioned the media literacy people or I questioned the, the people's idea of like being able to read fully because I had a certain number of people I know in real life reach out to me in the DMs to like check up on me sincerely so I guess they just saw the first tweet and then assumed that yeah. you know that it was real. You know, I mean, like it wasn't. It was like eight or nine tweets. It wasn't a super long thread, but like I usually check the thread before I reply to it. No, and I mean the biggest mistake you made was that Teslas do not go vroom vroom regardless. I know that's the whole they point. They go vroom, yeah. vroom, vroom. They just they're kind of just silent. There are several Teslas in this neighborhood, and you don't hear them coming. Uh, so like yeah, at the end of the day, I think that I my trolling was almost like too sincere. Like I should have been more absurd right from the outset, right? So like for example, I claimed that I was part of a team that switched the timeline from uh, newest to popular without telling you. Like that was like, yeah, that's part possible. Of that it could be, and like uh, you know, I'm not so. I had someone else message me who said that they knew someone who worked at Vine slash Twitter and told me that like what I was suggesting, the most absurd stuff, did not sound out of the realm of possibility. Which is why they were like, I'm not. I I'm pretty sure you don't work there, but if you do. It aligns with what I've heard. It's scary when the absurd gets so close to the real. What? So if I were to offer you Twitter Blue, what would you do? Like you would pay if, for me? If we were like, this is a podcast investment to have. I mean, if we felt that we needed it for the podcast to continue. <laughs> I So I'm, you know, I'm team sinking ship. I'm watching things, you know, uh, deteriorate at a rapid clip. Oh, I'm, people are going to be leaving. Oh, I'm here for the next three to six months, right? Then that's the whole thing is I'm willing to watch this go down the toilet very quickly or very slowly, depending on which way um, the next, like, I'd say like month sets a course for early 2023. I mean, I just feel bad for people that use Twitter as part of their livelihood. For you and I, our jobs don't depend no. on Twitter. My job depends on LinkedIn. That's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. My job depends on people wanting to still go to university. Yeah, And that's a, that's kind of the next thing I wanted to, to talk about, too, is that, like, so, you know, uh, there was, like, you know, the blue check mark, like, kind of, like, cult of personality. I'm an important journalist. 
Um, and so what happens to the media sphere, like the popular, especially North America, what happens to the media sphere when Twitter goes down the toilet? Like this isn't a MySpace situation. Like there are institutions on there who've made a remarkable presence as well as journalists who've made, as you're saying, their livelihoods on Twitter. Like what do you do now with this? Yeah, there are people that essentially their entire career is just tweeting no. and they don't really have a website or whatever. All no. their information comes out on Twitter. Yeah. All your eggs in one in one media basket. They're just going to need to become podcasters. <laughs> well, some of them already are, and then like some of them have pivoted to Mastodon, which is a, another problem because I saw a bunch of verified blue check mark users on Twitter last night complaining that you can hop on Mastodon and impersonate someone, no problem. Like that is not an issue. When I saw it trending, I thought it was about the band. I thought so too for a second because Mastodon to me had been dead for a while. Like yeah, I, I registered in like twenty whatever and like like seven eight years ago, and I just I walked away from it. And now we're here. Yeah, people were even back then were talking about the downfall of Twitter yeah. when when Dorsey came back, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So and it it's always been run by tech bros. Yeah, I mean just a different flavor of tech bro, right? Yeah. And, and now like there's a I feel like there's a desperation to the way it's being run of like, we need to, you know, turn the ship around in like 90 days. Like Elon Musk was like having, you know, Twitter employees print out their code and then realize how stupid that is and ask them to shred it before letting them go. Yeah. And Elon Musk is a weird sort of tech bro because, and you know, we can't really say he's like ultra right wing or anything. He's, he's a libertarian and he's not, he seems to be environmentally aware in terms of how he works with Tesla. But again, Tesla is also sort of like an environmental conundrum because the batteries that are in those yeah. cars are terrible for the environment. Exactly, yeah. So, and, you know, <laughs> electricity in, in certain parts of the world is super dirty regardless whether it's... So, I mean, I've said this many times to people, but I think like in terms of helping the environment, the future is not necessarily electric, it's, it's hybrid technology right because it's very clean yeah depending on how you get to it so. yeah exactly yeah there's there's a number of anyways like and also like the business side of tesla like you can fall Oof. down a whole rabbit hole like i've listened to a multitude of podcasts wrote a bunch of articles explaining how like <sighs> yeah there's I, I, I don't want to get into it because like we could spend another hour on this and i don't necessarily want to fall down the like tesla is um uh inherently bad kind of like you know, and like it's a facile thing to state, but like once you start going through the the ways in which it was funded, the ways in which he has interfaced with the government, the ways in which he treats his workers, like there's a whole multitude of things yeah. that we can look at that like are just super angry at the end of the day that I refuse to 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 promote at the end of the day. Like if you want to buy Tesla, great, that's great for you. Like that, you know, is your conscious choice at the end of the day maybe slightly better for the environment, but at the yeah. same time, like the, the behind the scenes, like the, what the company and the corporation and its heads stand for is a huge problem. Well, I mean, having spoken to people that own Teslas and other electric cars, what appeals to me is the little amount of maintenance you really need to do on an electric car, which well, is okay. nice. To so know. here's the only problem though. So like, let's, let's kind of like, um, pivot slightly though, to think about the internet of things as it relates to your car. Okay. Yeah. So I saw a bunch, I can't remember what car brand it was, but some people were complaining because there's, they were going to, so, Darn it, I can't remember. This was like a week ago, but people were saying that like there was one car brand where they were no longer going to service and they were actually shutting down um, certain console features uh, for like older 13, uh, 2013 to 2015 cars or something like oh. that. And so like there's like a bunch of like really murky stuff going on with paint like for example, like a couple of months ago, do you remember like you have to pay extra for like your seat warmers? Yes, remember, like, that was, but that was BMWs and it wasn't necessarily for electric cars is for all no, I'm just cars. saying just all cars we're yeah. not talking about the internet of things as it relates to your automobile yeah well, this is why i like my car right yeah. now my car is nine years old well no it's it's older than that though you have the 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 car that fred flintstone drives around like the push car <laughs> yes. like i just i just passed by it on the way in you have like yeah. your feet are super dirty 
yes, I stop staring at my feet. And the, <laughs> oh, by the way, like right now, Angela's just grabbing his head in like, I don't know, like confusion, shock, <laughs> anger. I'm not quite sure what's going on yeah. here. Well, so no, I, I drive it like a Subaru Outback, which from 2014. Yeah. Works fine. Knock on wood. Yeah. I, I'm driving a 2012 Corolla. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's, I hope it keeps lasting. But we, you know, we talk about downsizing the car because now we don't need as much space and having a smaller car would be nice. But for now, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, so th- that brings us to another thing. What do we want to talk about in this illustrious 200th episode? Well, I know you want to do some navel gazing, so let's get to it, right? So you've made a list of the things that have changed or not changed since we started with episode one. Well, I mean, one of the things, and, and, you, and you, you added a few things to the list as well. But I do. I added, I added the humane part of everything. Yeah, I mean, you, just, you went pure technological. Well, because it is a tech seb- segment. Yes, but like we're also people. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> You've invited me over just Tech to ignore is made out of people. <laughs> right. Uh, by the way, I'm seeing two Rubik's Cubes over there. Uh, not a surprise. Angela, can you do a magic trick right now? Not right now, but I can do one later. You want me to do one like right now? Live. Or live? Live. Like we'll do it in the paranormal side of things. Like I'll give you like, okay. a little bit yeah, of a trick. Perfect. But, yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, so let's get, get to this list of like, like technical stuff. Well, I mean, stuff. You know what? The, the big one that changed a lot for me, and it was pretty early on in the run of the podcast, was moving from GarageBand to Logic Pro. Right. I mean, Logic, you can actually run it sort of like GarageBand. When you first oh, you open Logic, because GarageBand is based on the tech that runs Logic. But there's a few little things, and you've discovered this too, having moved from GarageBand to Logic, that really, really help with editing a podcast. I think the ones that come to mind is remove silence from, yep. from your tracks. Lightsaber. And... Um, select forward meaning that whenever you shift something everything in front of it also shifts with it so you don't have to just individually shift it's, and every it's, little it was thing. crazy so what i would do like when, so when we first started i was rocking a 2012 this was when we started in 2017 i was rocking a 2012 macbook pro right so i all i was using was garage bands i didn't have the strip silence i didn't have all those things so i would meticulously cut out the silences slowly move like the remaining huge block and then kind of ch- like like cut it down over and over and over. And it was a super laborious process because, you know, you have a cat, I have a cat, my cat might make noise in the background, your cat might make noise in the background. But if you're setting the right controls, that's easily um, uh, uh, cut off by logic, which yeah, is great. It's amazing. I, I, I love that feature and it's really helped a lot. Logic Pro, although there's so many features in it that a podcaster would never touch. No. Like, not even close. I use them for, for music stuff. Well, I mean, we but, do compressing and, and, and some light EQing and things like that. Yeah, like, and, and, and GarageBand has those as well, but it's nice, the way they work in Logic Pro, everything's just... Well, I just love that there's, like, like there's a chain you can run, right? And you can, put, yeah. you can apply a compressor to the master channel instead of each individual channel like you used to have. Well, I love compression so much. I have one on each individual channel and to the master. And you've also discussed, like, your, I, know, I can't believe I'm talking about this yet again, but your next audio interface you're may looking, or may not. You're yeah. looking for one, right? So he, he, despite the fact that he says he doesn't need one, he's been looking at those Black Friday prices. Yeah, and I will probably not buy one, though. I'd rather save up for other things. Like what? I'm very I'd interested. love to get a new guitar now that I'm playing more and Why? more guitar. One, two, and a bass. What's yeah. the plan? So the guitars you see on the wall are, are fine, but they are like, like cheaper guitars, I'd like to actually get a a good electric. Do you guitar. think this is going to change how you play? Not really. No, it'll just change the feel of while I'm playing, so it'll feel better to play. Will Will any normal human that doesn't play guitar notice the difference? Probably not, but I would. <laughs> or is it like presumed? Because that's and that's one of the things that I love slash hate about you is that sometimes like it isn't the actual uh, uh, tech upgrade itself that like you love, but it's more so the feeling you think you get in here. Yes, one hundred percent. I I love. <laughs> I love like researching that stuff, looking for it. And, and for example, like uh, you're, you're seeing my, my fancy new computer that I, I got am. a couple of months ago for the, for, like, for the first time, you're seeing it in person. You're usually on the other side of it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, did I need this computer? 
no, but my dad needed a new Mac and he wanted mine and he gave me some money for mine. So the issue was, do I get a Mac mini, which is slightly below what I'm looking for? Because I wanted, I wanted 32 gigs of RAM. Right. And you cannot put 32 gigs of RAM. Well, also, you can't change RAM in there. And you can't change. So, like, that's the thing. With this Mac, I bought it with 8 gigs of RAM, and then I upgraded to 16. Not this one, the old one. Right. The new one I had, I bought the base model Mac Studio, which is way more than enough for what I do. But I didn't think I'd notice a difference because my iMac was so fast, but it feels so slow now compared to this thing. Like, when you're opening different software, it is instant, and it's pretty impressive except for microsoft i was gonna say like oh, yeah, I was, I was like, I was gonna say, like oh, still bounces a few like, times outlook, yeah i was gonna say outlook probably takes a moment yeah, to open up still, it still bounces but uh things like photos logic uh final cut pro all these things open really 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 fast are you you're a final cut pro bro i have it i don't do i use it do you Not pay for really. it no well i got it so what i to get logic i got the educational bundle, oh i see okay which is so the educational bundle comes with logic pro uh and uh final cut pro and a few other things that i, I probably would never use but uh, like main stage and things like that. But right. The main ones are Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro. The the education bundle, because I work at an educational institution, actually costs less than Logic itself. itself yeah. Whereas you get so you get everything for less than Logic, which I, I think the I don't know how much it costs now, but when I paid for it, it was two hundred and twenty dollars. Logic at the time was two hundred and eighty dollars. So I was gonna say two hundred and ninety nine almost, yeah. And and Final Cut was three hundred and fifty. Yeah. So it's it was pretty impressive the price. Well, it's also interesting because I've had to do some editing in iMovie for like stuff that I on my work computer recently. And like iMovie Ten years ago versus now is just like it's like you know comparing uh, like Windows Movie Maker to Final Cut because I understand that like you know GarageBand and iMovie are the lesser versions of mm-hmm. those two pieces of software, but even iMovie could do a bunch of stuff. It's that, impressive that all you really need to do, like if I want to do overlays, if I want to put some text on, like that doesn't look janky. Like there's a lot there that you can actually kind of do. It was super surprising. Well, I'll be honest. I uh, during COVID, my daughter was supposed to play Annie in the 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 elementary school production of the thing, but they couldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. So what they decided to do for the kids was record a video of them singing the songs and put it all together. So I had to record an actual video of her singing. And I said, oh, I'll just do this in Final Cut. I could not figure out Final Cut Pro like at the time. And I would have needed more time to figure certain things out. I threw it in, in uh, iMovie and it was so much easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Final Cut Pro, like like uh, 10 and beyond, like uh, I came on board like four or five and I think I've talked about this before, but like everything has changed. Yeah, even the color scheme has changed. Yeah, everything has changed. So it does. There's an adoption curve though that's really, really interesting. That like can take time. Uh, I'd be interested in f- if ever you got into like green screen stuff because like Final Cut really handles it super well. Even Final Cut Five and Six were handling it super well. Yeah, Chrome key things. So I'm kind of curious as your kids grow older if that's something that you want to explore with them. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I didn't want to take the time when I had to do that to fully re-explore Final Cut because I had done a few things in it when I initially got it, but things had changed. Because what is nice about Final Cut and Logic Pro is that Apple really keeps updating these for free. They've been updating Logic Pro 10. We're at, we're at version 7.5 now, right? 10.7.5. And I've never paid an extra penny for these things. And they've added not just little minor tweaks. They've added entire like instrument libraries, oh, yeah. complete no, features. I just saw there's like an update like a couple months ago. It was like, all, like a 20 gig almost. Yeah, I, I just updated it. Some interesting stuff there. I love Logic Pro. Um, so something that is interesting that I kind of want to talk about, though, given like given the the, uh, the value out there is uh, Photoshop recently. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Photoshop wants to charge users fifteen bucks a month to get access to their Pantone colors. 
really. I so I don't know much about Photoshop. That sounds expensive to me. It is because it, it's a deal that they had that has like fallen through, right? So the the Pantone library of colors will turn to black on any of your yeah exactly uh, any of your projects that you've worked on. So you're kind of locked in at that exactly, point. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, 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 because. Photoshop's already expensive to be. Well, Photoshop with. is 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 uh, it's a SaaS service now. Right? It's not a it's not a, a buy and forget, right? So a lot of people haven't updated at all in the last couple of years because they don't want to hop on board the the I can't remember how much it is like the photo like the Photoshop suite per yeah. month. Like it, it just makes no sense. And, and I get it. Like you're trying to milk your uh, a larger user base by like hooking them in with a lower monthly price. But once you start doing the math, if you're using it regularly for like two or three years, it's you've actually, you've paid for once or twice almost. Yeah. These are, and these are professional people that need this for their work. It's not just, I, I don't have, I have no need for Photoshop. I, I'm using an old version of Pixelmator and I'm waiting for uh, the Pixelmator Pro to go on sale for me to buy. How much is it? Right now, it's a little, it's not that expensive. It's 55 bucks right. and it's, it's not. A, so that's like, you could, uh, so you could buy eight, Eight of those for like a uh, for a mixer. Yeah, yeah exactly. You could, you could buy eight licenses. Yeah, for exactly. Mixer, yeah. So, but but because I already have the other Pixelmator, and for what I use it for, it's not worth spending anything on it. But if it goes on sale, I'll throw twenty bucks their way or thirty bucks their yeah. way. It's worth it yeah. because they they make they make a really good product. Well, I mean, also at the end of the day, like uh, there's a question of like, and so like. I'm trying to formulate how I want to say this. So uh, the value you get out of it is not something you're using consistently enough that you want to pay full price for, right? exactly. which really makes sense. You know, 20, 30 bucks, which is what, like, like uh, 40, 50% off, like that kind of makes sense for what yeah. you're using it for. Yeah, whereas something like a uh, an audio interface is something I use almost every day uh, and for the podcast yeah, we as need well. Di- we need to dial into the mothership at work to get yelled at. Yeah, your, yeah. Your two exactly. minutes of hate or whatever. Right? Yeah. I mean, like a, a 1984 style. Uh, just to let everyone know, P-Hub has, is, is not loading. So yeah. I'm, I'm on the list. Yeah. I was, right. I was hoping that I would get like the net nanny style. You've been locked out. No, it just, like, it's just, uh, I think it just says Safari can't yeah, reach. Exactly, server, right? Yeah, exactly. Can't be reached out, which is hilarious to me. But I, I, I think that's a really useful thing to have. When net you have nanny? Kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not net nanny, but you know what I mean. Uh, so on your list too is, uh, I got a SM7B. Uh, so which you're I'm, not using right no, now. No, I so ironically enough, I brought my AT2020, which is the first microphone I bought for podcasting, and it's e- more easily transportable than an SM7B. And it's also like I have my setup with my arm at home. Like I was like, I'm just gonna take the yeah. path of least resistance here. Yeah, and I had a, an extra mic stand around, and we just. Yeah. I mean, I was willing to hold it too. Actually, like I was more than willing to hold this. Yeah, but it's it's working fine. You have your your hands free to troll me on your iPad. Exactly. So it's yeah. great. <laughs> well, we're, so uh, Angel is ready to turn to the screen, and I said, "Why don't you get your iPad? and We'll just face each other." And he, it's like a light bulb went off. Yeah, I have an iPad. It's true. <laughs> uh, you saw, so, uh, as we mentioned before, you were fretting about your choice of computer. Yeah, fretted for a long I'm, time. Uh, but I'm I'm ultimately extraordinarily happy with this computer. Right. So uh, something that has changed personality wise, I think, is uh, I can. See see the waveforms being formed and how loud they are something you did um for the first couple of episodes is like you practically were whispering i really didn't know how to work with speaking into a microphone i had done singing in the past with bands and stuff yeah. but speaking for a podcast i was talking a lot like this just it's true and it was it was a pain in the butt to, to edit all yeah. i won't lie to you yeah so but it only took me like two or three episodes for you to a say, couple, yeah, 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 like, can you speak up, yeah. buddy? It's also super weird when we start when you start a podcast remotely, like the cadence of the way in which you speak. Uh, something that I work on and I'm still working on is I talk very quickly, so I need to remind myself consistently not to motor mouth. And I've done some research, and apparently, like my ADHD uh, uh, explains why I do my quick talking is because I'm worried about forgetting the thought I'm about to have. Yeah, because I remember one of the first conversations I ever had with you when we were working together. I'm like, 
wow, this guy talks really fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, that is something that I've had to actively work on and I'm not always perfect. Like sometimes I'm editing episodes and I realize like I talk really quickly and I need to work on that. Still. You slow it down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just doing very speed on, yeah. on logic. But no, like that is something that I've also had to learn is just, you know, the way in which we speak to each other online because this is the first time that we're recording facing each other. Like we recorded outside the last time I was here. Yeah. But we weren't facing each other technically. We're kind of like side by side almost yeah. because of the way it was working. Um, so that was uh, that was super interesting to sort of, of think about too. I'm curious to know if anybody feels like there's a difference with this episode when you're listening to it. If you feel like, oh yeah, you guys sounded really different being in the same room, yeah. send us a message. It's not like we'll do this every week, unfortunately, because it's yeah. it's it's not easy. Cause well, okay, so that is something else that you brought up for the next little while. We are switching to weekly. We I feel We're like trying. I need, yeah, we want to yeah, try. I need to fill the void in my life of like I work from home remotely um, permanently. I have realized that my like life has gotten like smaller and smaller and I've become, I don't say agoraphobic, but I've like, I've become less sociable. I've like become a little bit more feral, like an animal almost where I'm just like, I get up, I open my work computer too early. I go to work for nine hours without realizing it. Some days I go take a walk, like during the day, some days I forget it's five o'clock. Suddenly I log off. I'm making dinner. I have to go get groceries and I go to bed and I just repeat the cycle for five days a week. And I need to somehow remind myself that there's life outside of just the work cycle that I'm in. Yeah. And I mean, we'll have to set up a time to record and stuff. We want to make sure that we have time to edit and things like that. But yes, I think we'll yeah. we'll figure this out at least out. until the end of the year. Let's 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 yeah, we want to try. We're we'll commit. Try. Yeah, we yeah. want. I I refuse to come back here, but let's commit. Yeah, and I remember really enjoying doing it weekly. Yeah, and then we we decided to switch by weekly for it's been a, quite a while now, but. Well, I think like, so during the summer when your kids weren't as busy with like school and stuff and you, you had like less commitments, I had less commitments too, it felt very natural to want to do that yeah. on a bi-weekly basis. And I mean, now we're falling into a routine here. So, I mean, as long as we record like sometime after 7.45, 8 o'clock, both kids are kind of like settling in for the night, then I have time to record. I kind of like consider, I remember when we first started doing this, I jokingly considered it like our bowling night. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Except, so when is the last time you actually bowled though? A couple of years ago at a, at a kids birthday party so pre-covid so maybe that's something we should do in 2023 is just a dedicated time to go yeah bowling. stick our fingers in those dirty yeah, yeah, yeah exactly lick our fingers afterwards yeah. like it'll be perfect it's a germaphobes yeah have, have the air coming out of the little air vent thing that warms your uh, cools your hand or whatever is there anything else that you like to cover here on the, the te- i think we're pretty good it's kind of like is there do you have any comments of my office you usually like you've never been in this room no. this is the first time well you're, I, was, I was here very briefly when this was not your office no this was a bedroom yeah you're pointing out you like the first time i came over in 20 yeah i kind of gave you a little you know yeah. the 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 regular tour of the home that exactly, one gives yeah. Yeah. Um, but now this is you know you're like you're you're i'm very happy you're not right. looking at my magic collection well no because you've seated me in a corner where i cannot see your secrets yeah exactly you just let me see your two rubik's cubes you're like plethora of like Mac products just hang out everywhere. Your speaker set up, your beautiful Marshall amp that yeah. I am I'm envious of because I live in a space where I cannot have one of these. That amp is so loud. I it's at like if I put it past three or four, it's just too loud. And it's not even like a really good Marshall. Why don't amp. you why don't you overdrive it? Just really scare the kids. I don't know how loud I've ever put. I think I put it the loudest when we played a gig, like at a at a I think we I this I brought it to like a, a relatively bigger venue in Montreal called the Spectrum. Where yep. I, had, I played a battle of the bands yeah. there and I put it pretty oh. loud there. Was that was that a pay to play? No, no, no. It was a it was a it was, it was a legitimate battle, battle of the bands. bands. Yeah, okay. so it's not, not you had to sell X amount of tickets in order no, to No, no, no. It was just a and uh famous Montreal area band Rubberman. Uh, one uh, that that should that should explain how old you are to anyone yeah. who wants to Google Montreal band Rubberman. Yeah, because then their singer left and and sort of had a career for himself. Jonas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there. I mean, he's he's playing all of the small bars in Quebec. They yeah. expect him to play. He's a good singer. 
Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, nice guy. The one time I met him like 15 years ago. Yeah, it was a nice guy with me too. Yeah. So cool. Let us head on over to the paranormal side of things where Angela will unveil a magic trick for me. If maniacs, zombies, aliens, monsters, and madmen are your line, then try this. Double density. The phone number nightmares are made of. Call 1-900-909-CREEP. Double density. Puts you in touch with the baddest of the bad. And now you can be a double density. Star. Record your own screaming monster madness. You may be heard by millions of double density. Fans nationwide. Call now. Under 18, get permission before calling. $2 first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density. As always, we're switching gears from text to the paranormal. Angelo is getting a little sweaty because he's getting ready to, to do, do a magic trick. To, I'm not a car trick. And no, I've never done one for yeah. Brian. It's like really He's like weird. shifting in his seat. He's I'm ready. Terrified. It's, it's true. It is the first time you've done this. Yeah, for you. Okay. Yeah. So I think like this. I think I've seen David Blaine do this trick. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, I, I, so if I screw it up, we're, it's fine. Brian, I mean, we Brian just cut won't this. be sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, are you, so you're, you're a Blainiac then? Yeah, David Blaine's great. So, okay. So here. Uh, I'm going to put out some of these cards here, and you're going to pick like a f- pack of five cards together. It's five like, five specifically? Yeah, no, just, yeah, just take like okay, a, a, a I'm chunk. Move, I'm like take move five cards out of this from wherever you want. So just take them all together. Wait, wait, take them all together. Yeah. So. Do you want this one? You want that one? Okay. All right. So, okay, so I have five cards in my hand right now. Yeah, so you have five cards in your hand. What I'm going to do now is try to kind of like figure out what you've what you choose. So look, look at those. Hold, so them look at, hold, okay. the, hold the cards in front of you, like a poker right. hand. There's five. Right. I'm gonna do it like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, like, hold them up. Th- look at them. Yes. Like, try to pick something that he's not- staring at a mirror behind me. By the yeah, way, yeah. There's a big mirror behind. <laughs> him. So, like, take take a card that isn't super obvious. Like, if there's like a you know like an ace or something, and they're like, no, not necessarily pick it. Um, like, look at the card. Okay. Take uh, like take it and put it behind your back. Like just. A, uh, not 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 the, not the card. It's like the whole thing, the whole pack, oh, the, like whole the whole pack, thing. Okay, like the okay. whole thing. Okay. Put it behind your pack, and then just like shuffle them about and stuff, and like what, like both hands. You mean? Yeah, shuffle them about. I look like a criminal right now. Yeah, exactly. To so, so then put them, hold them up in front of you, and and look at the cards and stare at them. Okay. Yep. Now I'm gonna do what like we call like it's not like remote viewing, but like I'm gonna read what you say. So repeat after me. Okay. Ace two three four five six seven eight nine ten. Ace, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Jack, queen, king. Jack, queen, king. Hearts, clubs. Hearts, clubs. And what are the other two ones? Uh, diamonds, spades. Yeah. All right, perfect. Now you, now you have to answer truthfully. Like you were, you were thinking of a, of a black card, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So that means that in your hands, like, yeah, so yeah. He's he's doing the he's yeah exactly yeah so you can get rid of that nine of hearts you have get rid of that you got it all right so get rid of the nine of hearts so and then I got rid I got rid of the nine of hearts yeah, and the two diamonds I think you have there you can get rid of that one too yep yeah and there was an obvious one in your hands right and you didn't pick it right no yeah so you can get rid of the king of clubs <laughs> now you were thinking. Two, like two of the cards you had in your hands were kind of similar. Correct. Pretty similar. Yes. And did you go with the, the smaller one? I did. Yeah. So get rid of the six of spades because you took the five of spades. That is correct. Angel right. Fiorentino, a magician, magic man, got me right here. Uh, congrats. That yeah. was amazing. All right. 
It's called it's called remote viewing. I figured. Yeah, you close your eyes, and you went to another place. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. plane of existence. Maybe I'll yeah. do another trick for you later. You're like off Cam- mic. You're, yeah, you were Cameron Crow. Cameron Crow. Uh, sorry, who's who? Uh, Russell Crow. Russell Crow. Sorry, <laughs> from uh, Beautiful Minds. You yeah. know, you had the moment where the numbers just appeared out of everywhere. Yeah, I did not direct Almost Famous. No, you did not. Sorry. Yes, I I was thinking of Cameron Crow because the Almost Famous uh, musical just launched. Really? In Broadway, yeah. So How are our yeah. levels here? Are they working? They're great. They're okay, looking great. When you launch a musical, you need to make sure your levels are good. All right, so the magic trick went off without a hitch. Were you were you just saying you liked it just to say it, but, or you actually genuinely thought it was kind of cool? I, was, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you're able to practice your craft. I know that you were, as you were sitting down, as we're getting ready, you seemed a little nervous. So. Yeah, but I still got it. Yeah, you, no, you did. You did. Let us, let us talk about more topical things. Are you ready for this? Yeah, about my magic. Yeah, talk about <laughs> exactly. how, how I, I magic pa- practice the mystical arts. Exactly. Let me just close these tabs on my iPad. So let's talk about the first thing, which is something that has been like floating around, of course, for the longest time, and now it's still a thing. An Inverse.com article entitled, NASA announces its UAP research team to examine mysterious sightings. It's going to happen, Brian. <laughs> Disclosure is finally happening. Yeah, yeah, finally. <laughs> uh, so apparently there's going to be a 16-person team, including an astronaut, a space treaty drafter, a boxer, and several astrobiologists who will begin reviewing UAP cases for NASA. What do you think of this? It's interesting. I mean, uh, will this add validity to the phenomenon? It depends on which cases they pick, right? So the article also states that by mid-2023, they should be issuing some kind of report, which is kind of, um, you know, interesting. Disclosure's coming. Yeah, it was coming. Mid-2023. I mean, like, listen, it was true in 2020. It was true in 2000. It was true in 2001, 2002. Yeah. Uh, you know, since the New York Times. I mean, but, na- but now we have people like uh, Jeremy Corbell on top of this. Yeah, no, he's totally... He, uh, and there's like this whole hubbub kind of surrounding the idea that uh, on Halloween, so October 31st, there's going to be this huge bombshell report being dropped, which obviously did not happen. No, no, it's, it's behind the scenes. Of course, of course. We don't know what will happen. So the funny thing is, at one point, uh, the article asks, is it aliens? The short answer is NASA doesn't know. They probably do know, and they probably realize it's not aliens, but we got to s- pretend we're doing something. So, I mean, the interesting thing is there is a SETI researcher on board, right? So if you're part of SETI, you kind of already kind of hope to find something. Of course, I think NASA would hope that it's aliens, although in a way, they might hope it's not, because if they're doing the stuff that they think they're doing, we're screwed if the aliens decide to like not be our friends. Yeah, I mean, like there's an eventuality there, right? And we've talked about the Brookings report and things like that and the way that like, what is what does disclosure mean? What are the next steps? What does contact look like? There was all these scenarios on the table from fully peaceful and copacetic to warlike, right? So, well, my son and I just watched Independence Day. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I it was, like I haven't seen that movie in like 15 years. I think it's fine. Does he want to be like a fighter pilot? No, no, no. Okay, good, no. good. Have you seen the sequel? Yeah, I see it. We were probably going to watch it. Uh, it was. It's not good. It's not good. Like just there's like t- there's there are three different movies in that sequel that like could have been their own movie. Yeah, I mean, I, my son was excited by the fact that the guy from Jurassic Park was in it, so that was cool. <laughs> I mean, that is one way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, listen, like you know the and and we've talked about this. Like the popular UAP kind of 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 track of things has been like red hot ever since the Leslie Keen article. Twenty um, twelve? No, twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, but I'm, so I'm thinking of her older articles there that she had. Wasn't oh no, I'm thinking of her book. Her book, yeah. Well, yeah. Area 51 is a really good book, and she also put out a UFO book. It was yeah, really good from, yeah, the UFO from book. around 2012. Yeah, yeah. Area 51 was not her. It was Annie Jacobson. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, correct. Um, but yeah, the 2017 article is the when it all happened around when we started this podcast. Also, like, listen, Tom DeLonge came back to Blink 182. 
Uh, we talked exciting. about we talked about it two episodes ago. So, firstly, before I forget, uh, and I forgot to do this at the top of the episode, I want to once again thank Rob from Marshall Sharers for coming on. Uh, that was a really fun, different episode. Yeah, it's always fun having yeah. Rob on. I I love hated reading the book, and so that was kind of interesting and different for me to do. Now we have to set up a match between him and my cat. Oh, that'd be really fun. I mean, listen, like the it was issued out there. The, yeah, the the challenge was put out. I don't know. Like, listen, like, am I into formalizing um, the UAP or UFO? Um, research and analysis um, sphere, sure. By I'm not more quite professionals. Sure. Too? Well, what I'd like to know is is their criteria for for or like what analytics they're looking at, or like what are they basing all these things on? What kind of of info are they taking in to sort of make yeah. decisions, and how much uh, assuming are they doing? I wish Carl Sagan was around. <laughs> well, you you love him dearly. He's the best. Ah. Rob discussed him ah. last week, and he did not like him. <laughs> I mean, listen, are there better people out there? Sure. Are you? So by the way, like I, I don't know, but so I'm also here to collect a DNA sample from you because there is a popular theory that That's you're actually, doing. So I actually do believe that you may be distantly related to Philip J. Class because you love the man well, uh, sincerely and dearly. So I would love to collect a sample of your hair to do, to run it through like 23 and me and see where this goes. Perfect. You, and you've probably collected already when I went upstairs exactly, to get a glass yeah. of water. Just, yeah, that's what I, you're doing. I'll, I lunged, I'll hear it in the recording. I lunged for your chair, yeah. and I just grabbed what I could, and yeah. I have like a vial on me. And, and then you'd be like, oh, why is he a cat? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of cat fur in this house. Although I vacuumed for you, Brian, today. I, which I, I very much appreciate. Yeah. Uh, so just, by the way, like it's uh, me visiting you is like 4-0 right now. Like When are you coming to the city? I was thinking about that today, and I, I'm hoping to come. I think... Uh, what's the parking situation like in your neighborhood? It's pretty good. Oh, afterwards. that's good. Yeah. Okay. Because that's always my concern when I go to After five, city. it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we will have to do this in person yeah. at your place. Yes. Because like I've I've visited you four times now, twice to record, and then twice just to hang, which yeah. has been also lovely. Because the last time I was here was last summer. We're outside. Um, yeah, my wife came with me. Yeah. We, just, we had a very pleasant evening. It was yeah. really, really nice. Because I was picking up my headphones that you bought for me. Yes. Sony's. Which I have too now. I bought a pair. Yeah, They're I just right saw there. that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting to visit here. Um, speaking about visiting here, Angelo, can we do some EVP research in your home? So this is a new construct, right? So we wow, are 20, 2006. Right, yeah. but you uh, there were owners, then you'd moved in. So there's not a huge lineage of people who've lived here. No, hopefully we're not on some sort of burial ground or anything. But Have no. you, did you check? Did you go to the so like, my wife? So my records? wife grew up around here. Okay. And she actually used to play in the fields where these houses are now. Right. And it was... Did a, she hear like distant giggling? No, like, there no. was an old beetroot, uh, sugar beet factory. Okay. That, that and so, But there here. could have been accidents. Maybe. I'm just putting that out there. There could have been accidents. All right. Well, so how are we going to do this EVP thing? Well, I mean, you don't have the, like, what is it? Like the, the super old recorder that everyone goes to? Yeah, because it like, collects electromagnetic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So your suggestion is we look at your guitar amp, which is making clicking noises. Perhaps yeah. there's a, a spirit, a disquieted spirit living Perfect. there. Perfect. You want to turn it on and hear it? Can we? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's, yeah, just, just turn it on. All right. All right. It is on. And I'm going to turn my microphone over here. So it's not plugged into a guitar right now. It's just, there's just the guitar jack. So do, do you, so we're, we're so do, do you, so we're, we're hoping it's picking sound. this up. There's a clicking sound. So as you can see, it, it picks it up. It's, that's very theatrical, by the way. Yes, I, I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. You can turn it off now. I think I don't think it'll. Pick I mean, up it, more it could probably be electromagnetic. Yeah, I'm sure there's some interference somewhere. And it, it's louder when it's up close to that wall. So it was a little louder now because usually when I'm when when there's nobody else here, I, I'll bring it in closer. It could also be that the app is like 25 years old at this point, but it it I don't think it's that. I think it's just it could be my router. I, uh, the router or, some, or something in the wall if it's not grounded properly. Yeah, it could be all kinds of things. And then sometimes it does it, sometimes it doesn't. There's a great 
video from Samurai Guitarist who went around like his suburb in Winnipeg trying to figure out, because he had moved to this new house. And unlike me, his entire livelihood relies on him recording his amplifier. Uh, and he needed to figure this out. Right. He literally turned everything off in his house and used a battery backup amp. Yeah. And it was still making the sound. So it was not his house. Then he went around his neighborhood trying to figure it out. I'm going to post... Um, a link to the video. Perfect. But he figured it, he narrowed it down to an electrical box outside that was improperly shielded. So it could definitely be that. But the thing is, it comes and goes. So I don't know. Is it bothering me? Other than the sheer curiosity of knowing what it is? No, it doesn't affect me at all. Because if I'm playing on those, uh, there, it, it sounds more on the overdrive channels. I was going to say, I'm, when you play stairway, like the, like the, the clean channel does not make that noise right. really because it's clean. So it's not picking it up. But when it's, it's plugged into the distortion channels, yeah. But the thing is, is if we you're playing, you don't hear it anyway. We should have, I should have brought my, my old boss metal zone to just really just gain it up. Oh, yeah. To like really intensify it. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm, I've never been one to buy pedals. The only thing I have I'm is really a foot surprised switch. at that. Yeah. Actually. I'll be yeah. very honest with you. Like, I'm very surprised. Yeah. I'm not a pedal guy. I, I'm not a really guitarist either, right? So like I, I always I have the two channel distortion on the foot switch and that's totally fine. I had um I had a was it, NGX pedal by I think it was Boss or Digi- Digitech maybe Digi- yeah, Digitech, Digitech, yeah. yeah. So I had one of those but I sold it. I didn't it was fine. I I think that the Marshall sound on this is I want, now this is turning into like a tech thing but um, No, but we're 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 in the pursuit of like making DVDs, sure that yeah. your house is like spiritually cleansed. And the thing is, is my guitar will pick up that clicking sound also if I'm plugged into my uh, audio interface slightly. So it, what if you take the 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 plug and like put it in your ear like you you want to do sometimes? Does then, the clicking happen? Then it just hurts. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's on you. Right, With so. a bit of a tingling sensation. And then that <laughs> tastes of metal. Yeah. And then you just take a very lovely nap. Yeah. Well, speaking of spirits and things like that, I found a really interesting uh, Reddit post from the High Strangers subreddit entitled, What are some occult uses for AI? Which I thought was a really interesting marriage of the things that we talk about here. <laughs> well, I mean, considering this things, the things that Dali puts out sometimes. I mean, yeah, cursed really is the is the word to to do that. Have you played around? I can't remember if you played around with the AI. I have generated. tried, and every time I try, the servers have been burdened. And, well, it's also and, the free tier, right? Like yeah. You can also pay. Yeah. So maybe instead of giving money to Twitter, we should invest in like a month's worth of like AI generation stuff and just yeah. get 30 images to sort of like look at things that we talk about and then There's go for There's apps too, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So what are the answers that, that you came across that made you excited about this? I mean, not excited, kind of, of worrisome and weary. I don't know. Like I, I always, I'm always, I mean like the... Crossing streams of like uh, high strangeness, the supernatural, the paranormal, and like technology is like it's ever expanding. Right? We were just joking about making creating like EVP recordings in your home, but like these have existed for time memoriam. The ways in which you're using current objects of the era in order to capture spirits or whatever it may be has long been existing. But what happens now when uh, the computer can also do that, like itself, like you can train a computer to do that. Yeah, it's the scary part is that <laughs> what if computers decide to become trolls and start tricking us? Well, that's the thing too. Is that like, and we've talked about how AI inherently has biases by the, because of the people that it have programmed them, right? And so we talked about like racial discrimination is a thing because yeah. like when you are training AI to understand and look for certain things, you're consciously or unconsciously feeding it your own biases, right? So what does that look like when it comes to wanting to research the paranormal? Or like, what if you wanted to train um, an algorithm to you know, uh, coalesce with an Internet of Things object to sort of look for these different sound waves. 
And I mean, knowing the, that since all this technology came from aliens, it'll ignore all the alien stuff to keep hiding it, like our phones that can't take pictures of aliens. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, like, for example, like, what if, so let's, let's flip this on its head. What if AI started to create new, quote-unquote, supernatural phenomenon? Like its own EVP? What if we start hearing the voices of the AI? But that's what I'm saying is that, like, you know, there, there is a possibility that, like, as we, and I hate to say this, as we continue hurtling towards the singularity, at one point, this may be a side effect of someone who's decided to go off and create their own um, um, server or, like, whatever it is, an app or, you know, something that you can unleash on, uh, into the world that then replicates and then decides to do these things because it thinks that the world needs it or, like, whatever reason that the programmer training the AI gives it. Yeah, that's a creepy thought, actually. I'm just saying, like, that can, that, that also dilutes the idea of, like, authentic experiences, right? Because you're not quite sure where it's, it's coming from or if it's a ghost in the machine. Like, and we were talking before about the Internet of Things, like, and I think that this is an interesting um, um, issue that is, like, uh, analogous to shutting down service of the Internet of Things. Things is also, like, what happens when they decide to go off on their own and do things that you hadn't initially anticipated but that you don't have to deal with well we already can't be certain of videos and uh, photos that if they're yeah, I mean, real deepfakes, things deepfakes, so. deepfakes are getting better and better every day right yeah. so i was you can find deepfakes on the the website you blocked me from pub.com yes. if you go on there there and i mean like they cast them out quite quickly but users put up pretty convincing deepfakes all the time it's not just back in the day i don't know if you remember this but like you used to um find images on the internet of like women like celebrity women's like heads pasted onto bodies yes. that definitely weren't theirs and you could tell like it's it's a whole other realm like now. just gross in another way but yeah now yeah. it's now it looks like they're actually there is what you're saying what i'm saying is that like they're there so something that's super interesting is i use a um, an app called Descript for work. Okay. Because what I do is I conduct interviews with clients and then I create video content out of them, right? So what happens there is I get subtitles and things like that. But there is a way to tell Descript to artificially pretend who you are if you give it enough information. Oh, wow. In terms of like audio-wise. So if I want to go fix a flub, I could. Um, it's not perfect most of the time because... Uh, it's always better if they said the word before, but it is improving as time continues, which is very scary to think it's about. Sort of like we, it's sort of like we heard a few weeks ago with the podcast that uh, between Steve Jobs and Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. So like this is super honest man, Joe Rogan. I don't know if you heard about this one, but he claimed that a a, a, a the infamous story that's going around these like right wing and like brainworm people is that. People are using litter boxes in high schools. Students are using litter boxes. So he repeated the story knowing fully well that it was false. And then, like, of course, it creates a whole new news cycle because every six months this this has come up. Like, Some new outrage for them. Yeah, to which I mean, like, is a recycled outrage. It came up in the spring. It came up uh, uh, fall last year, if I remember correctly. I might be getting my timeline wrong. But, you know, anyways, th- what if you get a Joe Rogan-sized person? He then decides, I'm going to use an AI to fill in while I am on vacation. Yeah. And then suddenly it's a whole other bunch of misinformation that happens, right? And then suddenly maybe he decides to talk about the paranormal. Who knows, right? Like, that's that's the thing that's kind of wild to me is that you can – it's untested waters in a lot of ways, and people are putting into action without understanding the, the full consequences of what they're doing. And, I mean, litter boxes are such a hassle to clean, too. It's true. Um, some people have said, like, for example, like creating a sigil is, using AI is kind of cool, right? So a lot of imagery. So imagery-related um, AI-created things kind of makes sense to me because mm-hmm. it's kind of super cool. It's like a Rorschach test, right? Like yeah. the ink blotter test. It always creates something different depending on what you do. So I think in terms of like supporting an occult practice makes a lot of sense. Supplanting it is where I am very worried. 
I worry about where this is going to go yeah. because well, I mean, like, it's like, going to change everything. There's all these cyberpunk books, right, about like these techno cults, for example. Like, and I just and I've started thinking about that. Like, what if there's an AI created, you know, head of a high priest that can, you know, and like once again, like this is like I'm saying like 20 years from now, not necessarily like tomorrow, next week, no, next no, year. No, I know the technology's not there, but like fully formed, like flying cars. Yes, which we should have had by now. Uh, if if you would have got here much faster. If I believe, well, yes, but no. So this is the other thing too: is that like we want to believe in this utopian idea of technology benefiting society, but it never does. No, it never truly does because people love to uh, just uh, involve themselves, right? So there's a lot of self interest involved in these technologies that either gatekeep them out by um, pricing people out or use it in selfish ways to block other people, right? So the idea of this utopian society where everyone gets to use their flying car to get to, to where they need to very quickly will never happen. There's going to be crashes because people don't respect the, the you know, the Skyway highway mm-hmm. and things like that. And so like it just these two things together, these two topics kind of make me think that like we're just looking at very dystopian kind of like next decade. Nothing ever works the way we want it to. No. And, and like once again, like you and I have the best intentions for things, but it's not always the case. I know a lot of our listeners do because I feel like we actually have a really great listener base when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, I love the comments we get. Yeah. And so I think like I want to believe that they also are looking for the betterment of society and the betterment of of um advancing the fellow like your fellow man, but that's yeah. that's not the case, right? Because it comes back to what we were talking about with Elon Musk, self-interest, capitalism, you know, the unrestrained free market plays into that, right? So I think that's also why I'm I'm thinking like it's a very dystopian kind of view because of the fact that like there are gatekeepers and there are, is a concentration of power that like controls that. So what happens if one of these, for example, starts the next um, AI generated like a uh, uh, MAGA cult? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? Do not and need like that. And that's what I'm saying is that like, you know, like uh, what if it's an AI generated QAnon, like with its own tenants and the ability to sort of post online where it wants to and create a presence that like doesn't make a lot of sense um, to you and I, but to other people who have a different worldview, they'll look at things in a, in a slightly different kind of way and see into that. This is a real connection of the tech and paranormal. It's yeah, it's kind of freaky. Do you think this is more not not really a dumb question, but do you think AI will be, be like able to die and then have its own ghost? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think that like it's ever present. Like it may do some play acting, like you may tell it to do something, but I think at the end of the day, it won't um, fully disappear. Like they'll still be allocated, dedicated you know, uh, bits and bytes of, of memory and of other files existing, no matter what, even if we tell it to go away, it won't delete itself. I don't think. Right. And no matter, like, even if we wanted to, I'm kind of curious to see how, you know, once again, talking about the singularity, the idea of like when that threshold is hit of, we can't tell a machine from man. And then, a machine can't tell that it's a machine itself. What does that look like? My right? God, it's just folding in on itself. That's well, an Ouroboros, right? It's yeah. just kind of like it's just eating its own tail. And so, you know, coming back to the idea of like the paranormal and AI, I'm like, once again, supporting occult practices and supporting, you know, a spiritual stuff. Big believer in that could be very interesting. It's right to have as an aid, but at the point where it crosses over to supplant those practices or supplant um, the way in which those practices are created and upheld, that is where we're going to get a lot of problems, I think, in yeah. order to be able to tell what is authentic, right? And the thing is, you and I have talked about this. What is, you know, coming back to the UAP thing, like what is authentic? What does that look like? How do you deduce or decipher something? And it's not necessarily just going back to like analog objects, but it's it's so much more than that of like, trying to figure out um, the like almost like the chain of custody of an event mm-hmm. where, where it came from, what, what yeah, started. I mean, it's, it's easier than ever to like take a drone and like make it fly weird and then like claim it's a UFO. Right. That's the problem now with, with UFOs is that there's so much stuff that's human in the sky and we can't even tell what's what anymore. 
already was a problem. So many things misidentified. Remember when we were going over those old reports? Yeah. A lot of it was probably just misidentified stars or yeah. planes or yeah. whatever. But listen, I was in the so country. Weird. I was in the country last week and just watching. I saw two different shooting stars, and I was like, if I were more, uh, you know, if I were less analytical, they could have been something else to me, right? Well, I was driving the night down the highway, which you'll be driving down later, and the sun was setting, and there was a very odd object in the sky, just floating right near the mountain, and I could not make out what it was. And I'm driving like, what is that? Well, it turned out because of the way the sun was shining, it was a big gas station like thing. Like, like, like a logo. Like, logo, yeah. yeah. So as I got closer, then I realized what it was. But if somebody would have exited the highway there, they would have gone like, I saw a really weird thing in the sky. I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. But as Someone I got would have said, put your glasses on. Yeah. Do you drive without your glasses? I drive with my glasses. Yes. Okay. Uh, but have you driven without them? Let's just, I, have it was never, that I do not drive without my glasses. Okay. I'd get a headache. Okay, uh, maybe get a monocle. Yeah, uh, a driving monocle. <laughs> with <laughs> one eye, no depth perception. Folks, he just winked at me. I'm very creeped out. Yeah. So I just, I think I need to leave now. <laughs> I think it's the perfect time to end this episode. Yeah, Brian. exactly. Yeah, we always get these weird denouements together where like we both recognize that like the gas is like run out. Yeah. in the in the uh, uh, you know a diesel powered car that we're driving. You yeah. Know? Not electric. No, not exactly, yet. exactly. Can't so, Angela, where it. can people find us on the internet? You cannot look around. You I cannot, know, I you, can't. You I cannot thought, escape this. They can go for now. At Twitter, right? Yeah. We're double underscore density Correct. at Twitter. And then yeah. there's our Instagram, which is double underscore density podcast. No, double no. density podcast, all one word. All one word. Perfect. Same thing, double density podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us some emails, please. And we have our website, double density.net. Sure. Um, you find all this information there. It's true. It's and one all stop of the shop. Different. And we're on like the majority of pla- like apps. Like yeah, 99% of them. Yeah. Any of those weird ones where we had to like sign up for that I didn't sign up for when we started, that, they, those are lost to time. Yeah. Our, our our podcast listening app of choice is Overcast, but if you don't have an iPhone, then it's kind of useless. Either. It's true, yeah. But I mean, there's there's a, a multitude of like really good ones. Podcasts, too, right? so, um, Downcast, Castbox. Yeah, we're just staring at each other right now, trying to figure out all. Don't use Spotify if you no, can. No, do not. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do like listen Spotify, the home of Joe Rogan, right? So yeah, I mean, there's the uh, I mean, does Google have their own podcast app? They do, yeah, yeah. So there's that one. Yeah, obviously the Apple one too, which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah, you can leave us re- reviews and rate us anywhere you want. Yeah, I haven't. We haven't seen a review in a while for Apple. No, but uh, it's funny because I, I like I don't Google us, but I, I'll do it like every like couple of months. I'm like I found some really nice reviews, like some five stars out there. Oh, so well, on you. different platforms. So whoever's doing that, thank you so much. So this has been it for a very glamorous and exciting episode. 200. IRL. 200. IRL. 200. We've made it. We were trying to figure out what to do as a special thing for yeah. 200. And we figured this is like facing each other. The is, easiest is what thing. We're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if people are interested in, in us doing a couple of like what, like Angela was mentioning earlier, if you feel like we have a spiritual connection here in person, you want to see this happen once a quarter, we could probably arrange that. What if they say, oh, we really hate it. You it's guys terrible, need to yeah. be on Zoom yeah. all the time. You know what? I would also live with that. Yeah, I would also be, be fully. Co- I could go to another room. Because it is, the opposite would be more difficult. Let's say people say they love it and they never want to hear us do remote again. We'll have to lie about being remote at that point. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's almost yeah. impossible. I'll call you on the phone is essentially like what I'll do. I'll, like, I'll come phone in interview. and I'll, I'll be in the other room. It'll sound like coast to coast. Exactly. Just like, and I'll just really dirty up the EQ and just yeah. run it through a bunch of filters. Excellent. All right, Angela, this has been it for episode 200, as I just mentioned. Tune in next week as we return to a fully remote hellscape. Let us know how Twitter goes, everyone in the future. Yeah, see you on Twitter. See ya. Bye.